Hey there, everybody. I'm Ben. Why are you laughing already? Because your podcast voice is so funny to me. <laughs> you're always like, you're always like um, a neighbor, like a neighbor that always greets you. Hey there, everybody. <laughs> How are you, Johnny? <laughs> you know? Okay. Like Wilson from Tool Time. From, uh-huh. uh, well, Home Improvement. He'd always be like, hello, neighbor. Yeah. Howdy, neighbor. That's what he always said. That's your vo- your podcast voice. It, I don't hear it any other time. You don't yeah. like walk in from work and like, hey there, baby. How are you? <laughs> it's just your podcast voice. All right. Isn't that? Do, do you disagree, though? I, I don't necessarily agree or disagree right now. Well, that's a dumb answer. I'm sorry. That's all right. So how are you? Well, do we, wanna, do we need to tell everybody what we're listening to? The Washer? No. The podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I did cut you off from the introduction. (laughs) Go ahead. So you're listening to the things that we tell each other. I'm Ben. That's quite it. She's getting a nice Uh, sip of tea right now. But it's scalding hot. Mm -hmm. And people are probably listening and saying, how is she drinking scalding hot tea in Florida? Well, I'll tell you. I'm freezing. (laughs) I'm freezing right now. Right. And in typical Florida fashion, it started out all overcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, slightly excited because I was like, if we have a little overcast day, it's going to feel more Christmassy because right now my Pennsylvania friends report overcast, snow, rain. Mm. And you know, I, you know, you know how I struggle and I miss it a little bit. And then in typical Florida fashion, I said, I can't say it out loud, but I said, A-L-E-X-A, what is the weather today? Mm -hmm. And she said, right now it's overcast and cloudy, but later it will be sunny. That is what she says every day, Mm -hmm. except for in the summer where she says chance of high chance of thunderstorms between 12 and 3 p.m. Right. So it's sunny already, but I'm still cold. And we changed the AC filter. So I feel like we got a whole new air conditioned unit Mm -hmm. because I feel way colder. Right. So we have some stuff going on. And although this podcast, we keep, you know, we keep pitching it and selling it that it's a comedy. And it is. (laughs) It it is because our lives are comedic. We're going through a bit of a dark phase. And I do want to share with the people for and there. Everybody pretty much knows what happened because, you know, I put it on Facebook about the what it's doing to my mental health. But before we get into the meat of the podcast, if you will. Tell us about the gift that you received that's sitting between us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had a, a company sort of Christmas slash work get together yesterday. You came home with the biggest bag I've ever seen from a Christmas party yeah. of gifts. Only to be rivaled by the big Santa bag that I got for you when I proposed. That bag just... is about the same size, if you remember. No, I th- I'm pretty com- Santa was bigger? Mine was bigger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, I'm going to throw up. Oh, my God. So, on that note, I do have a funny story to tell you from the gym this morning. Is it about that? No. All right. I don't well, want to hear about mine's bigger jokes from like, the gym. Kind of like male ego, which always cracks me up. This I think is why I don't go with you. It's so dumb. But this is why I don't go. I can't stand the gym people except right. for our no, friends. No, but I had it. So, I had this. I, I did legs today. No, wait. Let me preface that. Your group of friends I'm madly, deeply in love with. It's the gym guys. Mm-hmm. It's the males. Right. That, but the little group that we've had the pool party with right. and our neighbors, Jen yeah. and Michael, adore, worship, right. obsess with. Right. Both of them. Yeah. 
But ghost guys. All right, go ahead. Tell me. This is <laughs> so I was doing the leg press right on the big machine. And another guy came over and was setting up his weights about the same time. And I don't like, you know me, like, I don't care. Like I go in, I lift my weights, I leave. I know you're like, I don't in and out. Like, I don't care what other people are lifting. Everybody's at their own stage and their workout, you know, their own body. Right. But you know how people are, especially guys. That's why I don't go. How like they get competitive. Mm -hmm. And I was something he did something like that kind of caught like he paused when he saw me putting my weights on because he was done putting his weights on as I started to put mine on and I kind of like noticed him watching me <laughs> so I finished I put four four forty fives on each side right 445 no pounds? so 445 oh, circle weights geez. on each side I was gonna I, whatever that ends up being I was gonna say all right as soon as you're handicapped and blow out both your knees I'll be strolling you around but so he did, he was putting his weights on and he looked at mine and he went back and put more weights on. Oh my God. Which cracked me up, right? Oh God. And then I'm watching him as I'm doing mine. Was he struggling? He started to do his, his leg press and like immediately his legs started shaking. Yep. Muscle failure. And he did three reps and then like completely quit. He <laughs> He took his weights off and left before I even finished all of mine. See, you see what I'm saying? Like, And that was the same in the military. It's just yeah. always like the one-upping. And right. like, that's why I don't... And the women, and I'm not saying they're that, just as bad. Right, and I'm not saying that like I'm any... Like I wasn't doing anything like huge or like I just... it. Like I'm not trying to toot my own horn is what I'm saying. But like I was watching him and I, I could tell he was feeling like he needed to compete with me. And like... I knew what I was going to do. I wasn't doing, you know what I mean? Like I do, I do and that. And you don't care about that stuff. I really don't. You go to the gym for you, not them. What I should have done though, in retrospect, I should have put more weight on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're raising your weight five pounds and I raise you 10. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean, sorry. No, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I get, that, that stuff drives me nuts. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you about the gym. Besides your core group of friends that I really like, like mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks, have, have you met anybody new besides the group that we had the pool party with that you like? Anybody? No, I've been working out by myself the last couple of weeks. That's because your schedule changed. Right. And so you're going at all different sporadic hours. Mm -hmm. But back to your Christmas party. Yeah. So we had See, the Christmas party. See, that's the party. therapist in me. I'm able to bring you back to where we started. Nicely yeah. done. Um. And one of the gifts I called, it's called Ransom Notes. So we're modifying the game to make it more for an audio medium. So we could call it a board game, as in the fact that it has boards and we're going to play a game. It's a little bit like Scrabble, mm. but so there's decks of cards. Mm -hmm. You choose a card. It asks you a question and then explain to me how the game goes because we're just going to do an right. icebreaker. We're not going to do. Yeah, so the actual game is like you have all these like words that are mixed up. On little magnets like you see people put in yeah, their refrigerator. You've got a metal plate that you then can put like make your words into sentences. So you put a card in the middle and then you quickly put your sentences together to answer the question. 
and, and you I actually compete think against each other, and then there's a judge on who has the best response. Right. But you can only use the magnets you choose. Right. So what happens if you get magnets and there's no way to merge them into a then sentence? Then you probably lose that round. And then how many magnets do we choose each? I think it time? said it wasn't exact. I think it was like you basically just grab a big handful. You're kidding. So, so like, if I chose... Well, I think it said... No, there better be an exact number, because you're if you grab a handful versus me, Hold you on. could have more opportunity. Oh, I... It says about 75 tiles. Precision is not important, but you can count them if that floats your boat. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're choosing a giant handful that you will maintain throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's not you're choosing... A few tiles each card. Right, right, right. I love right. that even more. Mm-hmm. So I'll have like a giant pile of little words on magnets. Mm-hmm. I'll have my little metal tray. Mm-hmm. The cards sit between us. Mm-hmm. We'll choose a card. Then, or is it timed? It says 60 to 90 seconds. <gasps> That's it? And then it there's It says a judge. use a timer on your phone if you want to be precise. Then we allot a judge. So if we play this with four people, does yeah, somebody sit it out? It does say three to six players. Okay. So two, like it's kind of hard for two people to play together because you don't have a judge. Yeah. Um, but then the judge can't play, right? The judge has to recuse him or herself. Hold on, I'm reading it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that... Look at the box bottom you place in the center. One of the ends has the word judge on it. <gasps> Give the box a twirl, spin the bottle style, and whoever the judge... And the box most closely points to becomes this round's judge. The judge now selects their favorite sentence creation. Oh, that's weird. They may pick their own submission, but it's it, but it better be awesome. And self-selection can be overruled by the other players by unanimous vote. Okay, won't 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 won't. I'm I know. bored now. I'm that bored. doesn't make. Okay, you lost me. You lost me. All right, let's get back to how I'm going to play the game because I don't care what yeah. you say. Because I'm going to do what I usually do in life. I'm going to read the directions and I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So today, just as a quick icebreaker before we talk about like what's going on in our world, because you know it's a little dark and it's a little depressing, but I, I have been able to find some humor out of it. I'm going to choose a card. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? So I'm going to choose the card and read it to you? Yes. Okay, I'll and do that. And then I'm going to answer in 60 to 90 seconds. Well, hopefully it comes up faster than that. Yeah, well, sitting here for 60, 90 seconds with just the sound of reverb is... I mean, I guess they could... No, you choose, and then you sit there, and you go... (laughs) Okay, what's my question? Offer to apply sunscreen on a rapidly burning stranger at the beach. And I'm supposed to formulate... Why would you make a sentence out of that? What, what, What reply would I have to that? That's exactly it. What reply do you have to that? You're telling me if I drew that card and I had a pile of words, I'm supposed to come up with words in response to a command. That's a command. Mm-hmm. No, that's stupid. I don't want that one. Next one. Write an argument postulating dinosaurs are better than humans. Okay, I can do this. <laughs> dinosaurs are better than humans because they were kinder to the environment they were vegetarians some of them some of them were vegetarians so they you know didn't all eat each other dinosaurs 
were they didn't have as much waste as humans just their giant dino poops mm-hmm. um, dinosaurs didn't they weren't vengeful the only time they really acted out was when they needed to eat which was just their natural instinct yeah and apparently dinosaurs um, they mate for life so that's better than humans mm-hmm. and they also let their children hang around. They're one of the few animals that allegedly let their children hang around long after they're grown. Unlike this Yorkshire that's in my arms that is monopolizing every moment right now because he's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's why dinosaurs are better than humans. Okay. All right, let me have the deck cards. All right, are you ready? I think so. Okay. Wait, there's two of them. Okay. Oh my God. This card will be a perfect segue into what we have to share with the people today. (laughs) What's the most satisfying thing about revenge? Is there anything satisfying about revenge? Come on. Yes. Plus, Um, you can't be asking questions. So the most satisfying thing about revenge Mm -hmm. is that you won. You had the final say. Why are you looking at another card? Because I'm really interested in the, in the next card. What's the next card? No, no. You have to go. I did. Don't That's think... what. That was my answer. Wait, say it again. I wasn't paying attention either. Oh. That you won and you have the final say. How is winning connected to revenge? It's kind of the same. No. Mm-hmm. In no. my mind. No, because I'm thinking about the people that stole our car. So mm. how did we win? Hmm. Yeah, see? And Maybe I, we stole all of their things? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I think you're not seeing the point of revenge, which or tells they, the people a lot about you. they end up in jail? But in general, what would be the most satisfying thing about seeking revenge if we're going to make it specific to the people that stole Justice. our car? Justice. Okay, that's a good answer. Thank you. Yeah, you don't need anything else with that. But listen to this next card just for fun in case we in case we would have kept going because I could do this in my sleep. Write the description for a Netflix exclusive rom-com. Oh. Do it. Um I'm going to do it with the hottie in mind that I love from The Rookie. Uh-huh. Eric. The, uh-huh. His real name's Eric, but this new rom-com features Eric, famously known from the TV series The Rookie. He's stranded for the winter in his cabin that he inherited from his family, believing he's all alone for the holidays. But he goes out to chop wood, and he sees a young woman looking at him through the window of the adjacent cabin. But she quickly runs away. This rom-com will bring these two people together in an epic way, in an unpredictable way. In a way that's never been done in a rom-com before. Mm. Because that's people, what we hate about rom-coms is repeat storylines. No, my friends, this Netflix exclusive will be a unique take on Boy Meets Girl. Mm. A Christmas saga. Interesting. I thought that was really good. That was pretty good. All right, well, that's Ransom Notes. I would like to include that into our podcasting as we move forward with this journey. You know, just a way to to not to to have something where you and I will do something, but we have no idea what's going to be on those cards. Right. Some of them were stupid, though, so we got to be careful. But 
Let's talk about what's new in our lives. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. Oh, wow. I wasn't prepared for that. This, I'm going to give you, because you, I know you won't remember the day. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. So a week ago. A week ago today. Today, as of this recording. No, we didn't discover it till almost 4 p.m. Right. Well, I'm saying like, because we're recording it now, but we're going to release this on Friday. Roger. Yeah. We, we kind of stayed in for a good portion of the day. I had to work. I was right. mad working. And then were you mad working or were you angry working? I was just mad busy. Yeah. So I was working mad. Right. Like mad. So we, we decided to go run some errands. I don't remember what we were going to do. Coles to buy oh, that's right. stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And we, we walked out. We had our keys. We were all set to go. Walked down the stairs. Walked down the parking lot. Walked exactly to where we had knew we parked the car. Went to unlock the door. And no car. What's interesting that you added the we went to unlock the door. Well, because I did. I was literally like. That's right. You were picking I had, up the fob. I had my the key thing the in key my fob. yeah in my hand. And I was and you were about to go dee dee. Yeah. Yep. Right. Now the initial thought because what you know what people need to know is you and I will often exchange our cars. Right. So depending on whose job goes further, we've always kept the Kia, which was bought for when you had to Uber after mm-hmm. the company that shall not be named maliciously let you go over covid you we purchased a very nice kia beautiful shape Mm -hmm. and you bought it solely to uber until you found a new job which led to us taking the job which led to us moving to florida Mm -hmm. so you've been driving my mustang my pride and joy which looks like a piece of garbage right now because it needs a paint job and it needs some remodeling but my limited edition Mm -hmm. 2004 crimson red uh g uh mustang yep 40th anniversary version it looks rough because you know that was my war car that's from a long time ago you've been driving that but sometimes you and i will switch cars depending on who's going the furthest or who's right like if i if i'm if i needed groceries or whatever i make sure but predominantly you've had the mustang Mm -hmm. but sometimes in the morning if the key is closer you'll take the key to go to the gym so my initial thought was he went to the gym and he forgot because this is another thing he does (laughs) He, he, he'll borrow the car I'm driving, and yeah. we live in an apartment complex. We do not have assigned parking. Yeah. Or he'll go, be coming home late from somewhere, and he'll have to park it far away, and we won't communicate on where the person last left the Kia. Right. My initial thought was don't panic. Mm-hmm. Your husband moved the car and is forgotten where he put it, so he's looking at the space thinking. So we began to question each other, and then I realized, no. You went to the gym at five in the morning, and I specifically heard the Mustang engine right. rev up and thought to myself, "People must friggin' hate us mm-hmm. because whenever you rev up the men, the engine in the morning, I mean, it's a V eight. Yeah. So when you start that, it's got a growl to you it. You hear it. Yeah. And we live in an apartment complex, so I immediately thought, "Oh no, 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 no!" I flash back to waking mm-hmm. up to the sound of the Mustang this morning. He took the Mustang to the gym. The last person to drive the Kia was me yesterday, and I left it right underneath my favorite tree. Mm-hmm. And it is gone. Mm-hmm. Then we look down, and what did we see? Like metal marks, like skid marks on the ground. Where it was drugged right. 
from the space, most likely while it was being lifted from behind onto a tow truck. Right. Now immediately, many of you are thinking, wow, Clydette and Ben had their car repoed and they don't know. Mm-hmm. Nice of you to have concern, but <laughs> Ben has it on an automated, automatic pay schedule because yep. it takes the pressure off of us. Yep. And it's people, if you don't do this with things that are crucial in your life to make on time, do right. it. It's life changing yep. to have an automatic, mm-hmm. dedu- you know, it deducts automatically. And not only that, fun fact, when we called the police, the first thing the police do, they have access to if, when vehicles are repoed, because right. oftentimes people, when their vehicle is repoed, they'll call the police, not mm-hmm. knowing it was repoed. I think they're supposed to. Yes, they are. Police would, The police were able to verify right away, of course, right. not only was it being paid on time, but it was not repoed. So right. then we realized it was, in fact, stolen. Right. And the, the panic... What's interesting to me, and it had yes. Christmas presents in it. And just so all of you listening out there that love us, you did not get a gris- Christmas card from us because the night before I had packed all the Christmas forty-seven Christmas cards, so that the first thing I was going to do that morning mm-hmm. was go to the post office. But my work got too crazy because we had a difficult case, and I had to get an emergency phone call about this kid, and I never made it to the post office. Right. So I had put gifts in the car for kids in Pennsylvania. Postcards and forty-seven Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. Which no, are I'm you sorry. more upset about, the car or the gifts? The car, the car. Mm-hmm. But the gifts devastated me because I bought my friend's son his birthday present and a Christmas present, and I bought him. He has his own Christmas tree in his playroom, mm-hmm. and I bought him an alligator ornament so he'd think of us. And then I had filled out seven postcards to his school. Because he's doing a project where asked a loved one who lives out of a, out of state to send our school a postcard from where they live, and I went all out and bought this kid. I only needed one postcard. I bought this little kid ten Florida postcards and put little loving messages on each one, and I was going to string them out, mm-hmm. deliver them one every other day, because they're not due till the new school year. Right. The devastation, the shock, the mm-hmm. anger, the rage. The feeling, I don't like to use this word because I am a survivor of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. I don't like to say victimized or um, what was the other word we were using? Um, There was another word we were using to talk about how we felt the feeling. Um, It just escaped me. You know when you're when you've been assaulted and you feel violated. Violated. Thank mm-hmm. you. I can't. I'm so tired because that's the other thing. We haven't been sleeping because when an event like this happens to you, if you have PTSD, which for those of you that don't understand, there's no cure to it. You mm-hmm. just cope. It has. It's almost in for lack of a better term, it's flared up my PTSD. Right. So then you had to wake up to me crying the second night because I was bawling. Right. But in true Ben fashion, you know, he's <laughs> where's this gonna go? <laughs> he's just like everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. We're gonna get through this. The overturfs have been through worse, which is true, which is a sad commentary on the injustice of our friggin' lives, but we have been through worse. Like, you know, losing babies during IVF is far worse than losing a car. But at this juncture in our life, we need the car. Mm-hmm. It's the holidays. 
we've the police aren't doing anything they could care less they really truly could care less don't even get me started yeah and every on, time i call them they basically just give me lip service you know the alerts out they're looking we're get we'll get we're to investigating the yeah they haven't the even checks given us, in the mail kind and i did bullshit. call them earlier by the way it just reminded Today? me while you're on your call what'd they say same thing if the report's coming we're investigating. We're just gathering some more information. You know, they're typical. Did you explain to them that we can't file the insurance claim? I did. To, yeah, because they, yeah. they seem to not care. No, of course they don't. But the having you know, one protect car. And, serve. and then people are saying to us, like, well, you work mm-hmm. remote. No, no, guys, I'm remote, but I have to go to events. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. have to go conduct supervision at my office. I have to go on emergency family. We just had a kid run away. Mm-hmm. I needed to get to the family's house because the clinician that I have assigned to the case was on vacation. Right. So yes, you're remote, but I do the grocery shopping. I, I go once a day to walk my friend's dog. I've gone once a day, five days a week for a year and eight months to mm-hmm. walk my friend's dog. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's, been, but I mean, you know, we we overcome, we adapt and overcome. Yeah, I don't know if we've overcome yet, but we're, you know, we're working on it. But here's another area that, you know, it stands out to me. Because when we talked about doing this podcast, we talked about how we often arrive at the same place on things, feelings, <laughs> opinions, thoughts. Yeah. But we, we take different journeys. Right. Mm-hmm. We take it. So, like, say it's a political view. The way you would describe how you arrived to the conclusion is different the way I might have. But we, we often always end up at the same place. Mm-hmm. This is another reflection of our marriage and how different of people we are. Right. We are so damn different. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, you live in the emotions. And I don't mean... No, you do. Right? <laughs> That's what makes you who you are. That make, What makes you such a great clinician. What makes you such a great supervisor. What Thank makes you, you great at so many things in Thank your life. You. That's very kind of you. You live in those emotions. Yeah, to where, a fault, though. No, I wouldn't say that. I would, and no. so would every therapist I've ever had. I, yeah. would, I would disagree yeah. with the, everybody. My boss the other day had to define to me self-care because she was so frustrated that she doesn't... She's like... She, she's younger than me, which is funny because mm-hmm. I've been in the business longer. Even with my break, I've been in the business longer doing mental health. But I see a lot of value in her supervision. She's a great person. But she's mm-hmm. like, do we need to talk about like defining self-care? And I'm like, listen to me. <laughs> every boss I've ever had Mm-hmm. As long as I've been alive, had, their main critique on all my evaluations are needs to work on self care more. You know, so yes, I didn't mean to cut you off. We we I live in the emotions, whereas describe where you live, like in in, in respect. To so this. I'm not saying I like I'm not feeling an emotional way about this because it it's it's not great. I live in the logic. <laughs> you, no, you no, you're right. Why did you, why did that make you laugh? Because men men this is this is the difference when you're talking about a gender, not and I, I don't want to I'm not dumbing this down to where it's men and women are so different. Men are different. Period. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're just different. You guys are. Why do you think the character Spock was a male? Spock could not have been a woman. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been Spockette. Mm. Because. No female could adequately play the role but where the everything new Star was Trek, logic. The main character is his sister. That's because we're woke. Okay. Yeah, we're woke. So now the main character has to be a it female. It still works, though. And now I'm sounding like, you know, a conservative. But, you know, yeah. the, woke, the woke stuff gets on my nerves. Like, I'm so woke. Shut up. Yeah. So tell me more about, like, logically, then, what did you conclude from this, this I mean, logically, like, this, until we get it completely figured out, we're... 
like we're just going to have to adapt a little bit. We're going to have to overcome some things, but we'll get it figured out. Well, yeah, but like when you say I live in the emotions, no, there's some logic too. Like here's the fear. Are we going to get what the car's worth? Mm. Or are we well, yeah, gonna, of course. Because we still owe a mm-hmm. significant amount of money on the car. Right. So yes, you're right. Also, I did. Yeah, but I also, I mean, you know me, like I, I, I know that that's there. I know that that's a stressor and it does stress me, but I'm also not going to like, I'm not going to live in that space until I get the answer. Well, I think not living in that space is a, is a very huge understatement. You don't even visit the space. Because it's completely out of my control right now. What yeah. I, what's, what needs to happen first is getting that stupid police report, getting that to the insurance company. So like that's, that's out there a little it's a couple of steps ahead like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna worry about that until we get to it yeah but see th- <laughs> th- why this makes no sense is the military you and yeah. i having you know you more so than me because you were active duty you lived yeah. and breathed i did the military part-time except for while in iraq mm-hmm. we always had to think 10 steps right, ahead no, so, I, so no i'm just yeah, saying sorry. i don't think it's just a female thing but back to what you're saying, also, this is odd to me, what I'm about to tell you. Yeah. I liked the car. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The Mustang has grave sentimental value. If that was taken, even though it is in shit condition, mm-hmm. it would break me. Right. Yeah. I am struck by the fact that I am mourning the loss of the car. Like, yeah. I got attached to that little Kia Right. while I did my life coaching and my doing what because for a while i was doing life coaching organizing helping seniors clean out their houses i was doing that for a while when we got here and i loved it but then the chiropractor put the kibosh on it because i couldn't stand up straight after working all day cataloging people's fifty thousand dollars worth of artwork right well i I got attached to it Mm -hmm. i love the way it drives i love that i could load you know my sister my niece up in it when they visit and just go do our thing you can't do that with the mustang I'm shocked at the sentimental attachment I have to I had to the car, mm-hmm. and I feel like it also had the Army veteran giant sticker on it. I I can't like it, it's a commentary on the world that we live in now. Mm-hmm. That you would take a vehicle from anybody first, right. first of all, yeah, from yeah, anyone, yeah. but that you could sit there and take a car from a United mm-hmm. States veteran. It's like. Nothing means anything anymore. Right. That's the motto that we should be running on. Nothing means anything anymore. Right. And it's just so heartbreaking. And yes, you did not break down in tears. I did because it was a panicked moment. It mm-hmm. was like, how are we going to yeah, function? Yeah, but, but if you remember, I, so you, because we actually, part of what we were doing was to go walk a friend's dog. Which I'm so dedicated to. Right. And so you went, you went to do that. I said, you know, go because you're you're kind of on a time crunch on that one. I won't let the dog suffer right. because our car was stolen. So I, you went, and I handled the situation with the cops, which I was worried about for you for. Why? Well, because I knew it was not going to be a pleasant experience, like Colin saying my car was stolen. Oh yeah, and then dealt with the insurance for a little bit. But I just wanted, like, you're my soulmate. You're my rock. You're, like, we do everything together. So, yes. I like, once I dealt with all that and I'm sitting at the house, I'm like, no, I can't be here. Like, I need to be with my best friend. Like, 
I've got to get there. So I walked <laughs> all the way to where you were just so that I, like we could be side by side because that's what we do. You're right. And, and just so you all know, so our friend, the reason that, you know, we moved here, um, he lives. So by car, three minutes mm-hmm. by walk. I think it took me 20 minutes. Yeah, it takes about a little 20 or under. I've done it faster when oh, I'm course. doing it as a well, when I'm doing it as a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there taking care. And he also his daughter and son. So the daughter has five guinea pigs and the son has a rabbit mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the kids all the time and so as a favor to the kids because i love the kids like my own i go and i feed i also feed them water the guinea pigs and oreo the bunny every single day five days a week mm-hmm. i as i was feeding them so i'm now my ptsd is up so i'm in the heightened alert and i just want to clear this because some of my friends like especially my friend that served with me my, you know, when I say PTSD, it's linked to my childhood, the sexual trauma, and parts of the deployment. It's mm-hmm. not all linked to military service. Right. So I have PTSD from multiple. It's scary. Ben decides he can't be without his soulmate. So romantic. So sweet. <laughs> so hallmark. <laughs> this guy walks into the house unannounced when my PTSD, now the car's been stolen. To be fair, though, we he, were on the call, phone. Did you call? We were oh, on the phone together. together talking. I thought you heard me talking as I walked up to the door. Not at no, right. because the house it's it's well built. Right. And I did not hear your normally if you did that here I would hear right. you. I think I've heard you. You were talking to me once and mm-hmm. you were outside of my So I I'm sorry, but I I did think you were talk like you heard me. But why I feel bad is it took the romance it sucked the romance out of the moment because I was ready to pounce <laughs> on you and beat the shit out of you because I thought, "Oh, now First, our car stolen. Now, some dumbass is breaking into my yeah. friend's house to murder me. Mm-hmm. So, I did almost kill you. Right. And then, once I realized I was safe, it was you. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice to see you. But here's how crazy. It didn't even track you walked. Because in my head, we still have two cars. Right. The shock had Oh, not, yeah, yeah. Because you were like. I was like, <laughs> why did you come here? I was like thinking, why did you drive here? But yeah. I realized you had walked there. Yep. Which was super sweet. Mm-hmm. And we'll say more about that, but I can tell you're getting that look on your face that means we have to break for a commercial because you, you get this commercial face. Oh, wow. What's the commercial face? Anchor. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I was, it was ready. so good. You got I, it. <laughs> I was ready for the typical who is our sponsor question that I never get because I always blank. I always blank. But you wanted to know what is the face. Yeah. It's just this face you get that I know you're going to be like, yeah, we have to break now for this you know, fake commercial, real, co- I don't know. I don't know what happens in between. I don't listen to the podcast mm-hmm. after, so I don't know, like, does, is it your commercial? You, It's your little thing pitch that you do, Frank, or is it a real commercial? Well, they kind of gave me a script that I, some of the things, like talking points. That's adorable. I, I read it. We, That's we need to get. We need to get you to do it. I, I really, I, I have no desire. I know that you've asked me to do this. I thought you were excited about it, though. I, I was probably drunk. When oh. you did you ask me when I was drinking wine? I don't know. Okay, but on the last you sh- podcast, you, I, I kind of teased you with it, and you were like, "Oh yeah, that'll be exciting. Let's do it." Yeah, I don't know why you haven't learned too that if you really want me to do something, you know, baron, baron. No, just kidding. <laughs> you need to after a glass of wine because guys, okay. I'm, a, I'm a lightweight drunk with having had the stomach surgery. It just mm-hmm. takes a glass to turn me into a party. I'm one glass, and I'm New Year's Eve in downtown Manhattan. So. I'll do the, I mean, I'll do the commercial, but I can't guarantee that it won't be sarcastic. 
Okay. Is, will we get in trouble if I'm sarcastic I about? I think so. Because I really appreciate Anchor. I'm, I think it's awesome that it gives us a voice. It gives us a way to do this podcast. But, you know, I I just can't take advertising seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, here's your... I, I, Anchor commercial brought to you by sincere people, <laughs> Clydette and Ben. Welcome back, folks, to a podcast by Clydette and Ben. <laughs> the things we tell each other. Um, while you were programming our little commercial, I chose from the deck of cards again. <laughs> I want you to do this one. Oh, geez. Could you please do this one? Then right. we've got some hilarious stories to tell you guys about other things that have been stolen from us and how we handled it. Ask someone to help you move. Because mm. you know what I hate about this? And I said I'd never do it. And we friggin' did it. Yeah. When we ask people to help us move here, I hate when people do this. If you help us move, we'll give you free pizza. Uh huh. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what we did. Shut <laughs> up with your stupid ass pizza. That yeah. is not, I don't care about free pizza when moving is the worst. You really know who loves you. And for yeah. those of you listening right now that moved us, mm-hmm. we appreciate you oh so much. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And my family, the, the dad I used to work for, when I was a nanny, mm-hmm. that man saved our lives. And I pretty much guarantee he's not listening to this podcast, but mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to him because he was a warrior. Anyway, um, let's get to sharing about a few things. Now, you have me going first, but I don't want to go first. Okay. I, I want you to talk about the car in Brazil. Oh, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, my family... We were missionaries to Brazil for three years, so for 10 to 13 for me. And I think, so, I mean, some of the memories are kind of vague for me, but I remember we were out somewhere, like, a, I think it was my dad and I, or maybe it was a family, I don't know. Um, we had the car parked in a public space, and... We were doing something when we came out, the car was missing. And then, of course, like, filed the report with the police, get the police looking. I remember we, my dad and I, like, we went everywhere, like, just seeing if we could find this car. Because, like, we were poor. We were we were relying on donations from church members. Like, that's how we lived. And so this car was kind of important to us. And... I, I at one point it was like evening and dad was like, well, let's go back to the spot and just see if it's still there and low, low or like not still there. Like, but if maybe it was returned or whatever, lo and behold, we like, we went back to the parking spot and it was there in the exact same parking space. Like nothing had ever happened. So what's weird about that story. And I vaguely remember it from when we were dating, mm-hmm. but has anyone been telling you the thing about how maybe our car will be returned because it might just be a TikTok thing where they take it, they drive the key around. Well, I've gotten a lot of people, like everybody that in my life that knows that the our life, but like that knows that the car is stolen. Like people at work, well, I hope you people get it at back. the gym, they're like, we hope you get it back. My boss has said Like they times. see me and they're like... Any word Did on you your get car? It back? Yeah, we're not like, getting the car back. In what like? In what world do you get a car back? Especially when it was picked up by a tow truck. Do you know how dumb that is? That's as dumb as saying to someone at a bank, "Let us know when you get the money back." <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing, and and 
like I love, there's people at work, my work culture, Mm -hmm. my work culture makes the church, well, look exactly like what it does. Disgusting. My work culture makes fellowship and taking care of each other. Mm -hmm. Like the actual, the way, like, not to get religious, but whatever. The way that we think about the way the life of Christ, because we all know I buy into that. I just don't want any of your other crap. Mm-hmm. The the way he talked about love thy neighbor, it's the epitome. My work culture right. is the epitome Yeah, your of work that, has right? been amazing. They're, they're a family. I have two staff members that have literally said to me, let us know when you get it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, what, what movie? Right. What, uh, like, pretend imaginary world did you spend some time in where people return a car? Right now, that car is dismantled into well, 1,057 pieces and being sold. Right. Black well, and, market. And think about that for a second. Like, I've had a car returned. It's, and still to this day, I don't know, like, how. But, like, but and then, I still have, like, I still am like, no, our car is not, like, it's But here's gone. my thought about that situation. In a, there was in a, like a little piece country. of, bl- like there was a drop of blood, like on the armrest in the back seat. Oh my God. But that God. was the only thing that was like changed. Ben, I've been married to you for 15 years and all my murder shows, you never told me that there was blood in the back seat. Did you guys have this examined? No, of course not. It was Brazil. You're telling me that in theory, your car was stolen and maybe a murder was occurred in it or at I least doubt. an assault? I don't know. Oh, my God. You see, this is a thing like you think you know somebody. <laughs> you think you know your spouse. I don't know you. You're crazy. I didn't ever heard that. Yeah. Anyway, I Ben, if we went out in that parking lot right now and that key was sitting there, I'd drop to my knees and start crying. Yeah. Like, not drop to my knees and thank any imaginary God. Because right. he has nothing to do. If there was a God, it wouldn't have been stolen. So shut your face on all the I'm praying for you crap mm-hmm. and it'll be returned. Mm-hmm. Shut your face. Shut it down right but if i walked out right now and that kia with our little army sticker and sadly our pennsylvania plate because we're terrible Mm -hmm. we have not switched over oh my god i can't believe it but anyway i would literally i'd probably i'd probably faint Mm -hmm. but that car is 100 percent and i'll take any bet anyone will make with me right now Mm -hmm. it is in a thousand and something point it's in a chop well and that's part of the like bigger picture is like Hondas and Kias are super popular because their warranties are, are not Hondas. Well, Hondas are too, but Hyundai, like they're part, like they're super popular cars and because of the economy. And parts, the shortage. Right. So parts there's are, a part shortage. Parts are scarce. Yep. But all the, you know, the cars are out there. People still need parts. Yep. And I guarantee you, and what a lot of people are saying and warning us is that it was maybe... Not only was there a lot of casing before it happened, but it was probably an inside job, which like now that's another reason. Mm-hmm. Inside job meaning somebody that lives in the apartment complex is just constantly strolling. Or I, I don't, I don't buy into that. I think that what I what I think is that there's a group of people that saw an opportunity in certain developments slash. But how did apartment. they know? How did they know it was here? Well, I don't even think that they needed to know that our car was here specifically. I think that they they realized that there are apartment complexes that don't have cameras because or gates. there's so many people in those areas. And if they just rolled through quickly at night, they could just randomly pick a car and go. And like we said, nobody's going to question a tow truck. 
No one's right. good because either they're thinking that poor guy got repoed and I'm not messing with this sitch mm-hmm. or they're thinking the or guy broke down. Yeah, their car is broken down and the tow truck finally came to get them. So my story about uh-huh. stealing. So when I was a teenager, I worked at Kmart in Claremont, Florida. Uh-huh. It was my first official job. I had had other jobs that were kind of off the book jobs, babysitting, stuff like that. But I needed a, I wanted a paying job mm-hmm. that would have... Um, you know, at that point, I think I was thinking about becoming, getting a, a business degree, some management. So I went to Kmart. I, I quickly don't know how I got promoted because I, I can't do math. And like <laughs> to work in retail, like you have to do math. And I was, it was even worse back then. I quickly got promoted to, from just off the register to being able to go to sporting goods, which I was so excited about because I love all things you know, sports. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what was crazy at the time was I was a different, I had a different belief system and different political persuasion because, you know, like all religion and politics, you're, it's shoved down your throat and you, the child is never given a choice. So it's abuse, you know, mm-hmm. to like raise me a certain religion or ra- it's abuse. I'm sorry. So my parents had this opinion about guns. I had an opinion about guns, whatever. We sold a ton of guns at Kmart and you could walk in, grab the gun, and you could buy the ammo right then. Mm-hmm. So so you could walk. And I, I remember saying to my manager, I said, let me get this straight. I can sh- sell a 12-gauge right now mm-hmm. with all the ammunition. He can lock and load it standing right there and blow my face off, right, in the store. <laughs> and he's like, well, we've never had that happen. Now fast forward to where a school shooting happens every 15 minutes right. or yep. shooting up Walmart. So I sold guns, and I sold a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I sold a lot of them. And I love the job. I had never had like a formal training on what happens if you witness someone stealing. Mm-hmm. So Kmart, that was on you that I had never had a training. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this guy, I'm, I'm, I'm stocking the shelves. And one of the favorite things, which everybody's going to think this is crazy. I used to love to stock the shelves whenever the fishing lures came in because uh, they were so fun to look yeah, at. Yeah. But it's tedious. They're oh, yeah. little plastic bags with tiny holes and you're feeding them onto hooks. Right. But it was so cool because I wasn't like a fisher. I had fisherman. I had fished a few times, fisherwoman. But I loved seeing all the different fluorescent yeah. feathers and oh, I loved it. So I'm stocking and in my peripheral vision, there's this big dude over to my right. And, you know, the fishing poles, when they come into you, a lot of, like, this is fun fact, like, a lot of people will need to know this information or else their lives will never be enriched. A fishing pole arrives to, say, Kmart in three pieces. Mm -hmm. We build the fishing poles and display them as a whole unit. Right. But you can break most of these guys down unless you're getting into the higher end fishing. Some those come as one unit and they're in those long boxes. Well, I... I had freight out, meaning stock, stuff out, yep. and it was a short box, mm-hmm. and he was taking the three pe- broken down pieces that would equal one fishing rod, and he was stuffing them in the back of his shirt down the back <laughs> of his neck, so that yep. when he stood up straight, you couldn't really see that there were rods. Right. So... My first thought was he's stealing. And then my second thought was the Italian in me. I was instantly offended because right. we're offended by everything. Like, it, <laughs> like I work hard. Like, I'm offended by the car being stolen. I'm offended. I'm offended more than I'm not. But my, also <laughs> what happens to me is my sweet nurturing side tends to override it. I was pissed off when mm. I saw him doing this because 
This was before the army. So the thought really necessarily wasn't not on my watch, asshole. Because right. now everything is like not on my watch. Yeah. Because when I was a nanny, I was like, try to try to take this kid. Yeah. Try to take this kid because I'm going to kill you and then go after your whole family. So I was offended. He was stealing. First yeah. emotion, offense. Mm-hmm. Second emotion, could this get me in trouble? Right. Now I'm pissed. Ooh. I did inventories. Could this affect me? Mm-hmm. Could it affect me getting promoted to manager? All this is happening, and I'm 17, 16 years old immediately. We lock eyes. He looks at me. I look at him. My eye says, I know what you're doing, you blank, 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 mm-hmm. right? He looks at me. I know you know what I'm doing. <laughs> this guy, not at all in shape, proceeds to run as if he just saw me in a uniform. Right. Like, you know, people see the cops and they just take off running. Me, being a large teenager, quite large, I decided, oh, no, shit, no. I take off a foot. Mm. I run after him. We're weaving and dodging. Now, I'm a big girl. Aisles of Kmart. Mm-hmm. knocking. He's knocking over actual displays of clothing and shoes. We get to the very front of the store, and what I am about to tell you is the God's honest truth, and I'm slightly embarrassed and proud at the same time. I mean, I was obese. I launched my body into the air. <laughs> Somehow I got off the ground. Yeah. And landed on him and knocked him to the ground. Mm-hmm. And stuff kind of came out of his shirt. His shirt came up and the rod was exposed. And then that shook loose all the lures he had stolen. Oh. Wouldn't you know, they tried to fire me. Mm-hmm over this because mm-hmm. I was the liability because mm-hmm. I attacked the guy and they could get a lawsuit if I hurt him. Mm-hmm. The police came. Backwoods Claremont Redneck Police. I got two sentences out about what happened and the guy, they were laughing so <laughs> uncontrollably that the one guy cramped. Yeah, He had a cramp in his stomach. So needless to say, they took the guy away, came out press charges. I got written up mm. and I was pissed. Yep. I, I, I fought it and I ended up getting a promotion. Mm. But bad on you, Kmart. Mm-hmm. No one ever trained. You may not pursue someone stealing. Yeah. You may not intervene. Just let them go because yep. it's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I probably could have been killed doing it. You know, mm-hmm. But back then. So as many of you know, I've worked retail for many, many years. Every establishment that I've worked for, the first thing they tell me is if we prevent it by like making them aware of like we're watching them by, you know, being nice, whatever. But you don't stop somebody. But but then but we did have loss prevention guys in civilian clothes. And the one guy, he wore a Magnum P.I., a hula shirt every Mm -hmm. day. And I'm like, I remember saying to him one day, this is pre-military. I remember saying to him like, dude, everybody knows what you do here. You're here every day in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. They were allowed to attack, and they had guns. So I, I was at Target one day shopping, and you know me. like I, Whenever something weird's happening, I'm like, oh, I, I need to watch this. But I'm watching this guy, like, stalking this young lady. Oh, my God. And, like, he's, like, kneeling around aisles, like, looking, like, real shady around aisles, like... So finally, like, I was like, oh, this girl, like, poor girl, like, what is going on right now? And finally, I just had it. Like, I, I tailed this guy for like five minutes solid. 
And I was trying to, like, I was making it obvious that I was onto this guy, right? And he was ignoring, like, he never knew I was there. So finally, I was like, you know what? I'm approaching this guy. So I finally just, like, I, I went up to him. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, my God. And he was like, oh, no, I work here. And then, like, when he turned, I could see, like, he had a walkie-talkie. But he was wearing, like, not Target clothes. Okay. And, like, I'm watching. Oh, he was watching her because right. she, he thought she was stealing. I said, sir, I need you to understand something, though. Like, there is no indication that, number one, that you're a Target employee. So mm-hmm. you look really shady. Number two, like, if you're trying to stop her from stealing, you're not the person because you look like a customer. Like, all you have to do is, like, get on your little walkie-talkie and call a bunch of people in red shirts to just, like, go stock sh- shelves around her. <laughs> like, <laughs> Unbelievable. But anyway, sidetracked again. No, no, I, I remember yeah, part like, of that story, but not all of it. Yeah, yeah. All of my bosses have always said, Ben, you can't stop people. <laughs> like, you can't physically stop somebody from stealing. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Kmart never... Tri- and that's yeah. how I got out of... That's how I have, had- like, in quotes, tripped somebody before, though. Yeah. Or, like, they tripped. Well, that's how Meaning they had to... my leg just happened to be there, and they tripped over it. Sorry. That's how they had to retract the writing me up. Yeah. Because they... I was able to prove it was not in any of my training, because I had the manual oh, nice. and everything. Um, do you want to talk about being mugged or me talk about being mugged? I think you, I think, no, let's say, cause I think your story is way better. No, oh God. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think it really is. No, I want to, I don't like your story though, because. Why? No, you, I did not get physically harmed. You mm-hmm. got physically harmed. Yeah, but barely. Your story <laughs> Your story, it slightly traumatized. The first time I ever heard it when we were dating, or no, you might have told me in Iraq before when we were just friends, but mm-hmm. I know it was very early in our friendship, and I was just like, anyway. Yeah, tell the story, because now people listening are going to be like, no, now we have to hear it. Shut her up. <laughs> I need a Hershey's kiss. Oh, My blood what are you sugar. And before you talk about being the shit kicked out of you just give me a piece of chocolate so i'm opening up it was when we were in brazil we were living in an apartment building lots of fun things happen to you when you're working for god in brazil yeah i'm surprised you weren't more protected because you know you were working for god right yeah i was doing the lord's work Mm -hmm. um and thank you we had a like a deli slash bakery that we would go to that was only a couple blocks away often to like get our like food and stuff Mm. And I remember it was a big deal. Like, my parents finally let me go by myself. Oh. Uh, how old do you think irony. you are at this juncture? Probably 11. Oh, my God. Ben, I don't think I knew you were that young. Yeah. Okay. And. I'm sorry. I'm eating a Hershey's Kiss. I know people can hear it, but my blood sugar plummeted right while we were talking about it. <laughs> now I'm angry. There's a car. And now yeah. I'm angry. All right, right. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. And now I'm getting mad about this story. So, I rollerbladed a lot in Brazil. Like, I had a set of rollerblades. So, I just rollerbladed to um, to this deli, right? And <laughs> I'm laughing because I could see you retracing this moment yeah. in your eyes. And it was kind of like, so a lot of stores in Brazil, like, because it's warm, it like, they're not enclosed. Like, they're kind of open. So, mm-hmm. like, this just had... A lot like Mexico? Like arches like several mm-hmm. arches and i remember seeing these kids when i went in i was like oh they're kind of weird like this is a weird group of kids to be hanging around 
You so had I, situational awareness at 11. Yeah. And I remember, hmm. like, oh, I was like, oh, I'll go out. I'll go out a different archway from what, where they were hanging out. But little did I know, like, while I was purchasing things, they switched, <laughs> switched sides. <laughs> so, like, the second I rolled out, the one guy, like, grabbed me and kind of spun me around. And then I remember, like, I spun because, like, I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. So I spun and swung at the same time. So I got a good hit in, but I was on rollerblades and there was like five of them. So they like I fell because like they kind of made me fall or not. They knocked me over. And then the one guy got on top of me and hit me a couple of times. And then they they took all my money and the food. <laughs> so how. But I remember thinking like because he's he like probably hit me in the face like three times. Like with a closed fist. Yeah. So how bad were you in? Like, did you have bruises? Though. Like, yeah, I had eye? a black eye, but I remember like in the moment I was like. I literally remember thinking, because you know how, like, when, like, situations like that, things slow down. Yes. I remember yes. thinking, like, this guy can't hit for shit. At 11 years old. Yeah, I was like, this, like, yeah, like, I felt, I felt it, but I'm like, this doesn't hurt. So I kind of, like, was chuckling in my mind that, like, this kid's, like, wailing on me, but I'm like, and? And then they got their money, and then they left, and I mean, it was, and it was really like it was like change. It wasn't even anything like my parents sent me with just enough money to buy what we were buying. So, just out of curiosity, uh, because I, I think my parents were more traumatized than I was. Sorry. Just out of curiosity. Uh huh. Like, how did they when you got home? Who did you tell? Well, they saw the black eye immediately. It was black immediately? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. My, my shiners have taken time to arrive. Oh, interesting. Yeah, when I was boxing, it took a little bit. But I remember, like, because, like, everybody in our lives, like, they were, like, traumatized by this. And I remember thinking, but I was like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But, but Ben, it was. You just weren't normal. Like, <laughs> you do understand your view on this is... Well, I almost felt like I had to act a little bit like it was at, at some point. That makes sense. I was sense. like, like, apparently I'm the wrong one here. The wrong one because you didn't feel the emotion of how... But see, this just tells, this just tells people because this is like, this is just how you are. Like, mm-hmm. and going, and it's annoying because it, like, going back to the car, <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> Because, like, you got the shit kicked out of you, and you're just like, oh, I guess I should be more upset about this. And that the day of the Kia, you were the same way. You were upset. Don't get me wrong. Now, you're, it's funny. What causes you panic is when we get into the realm of anything financial. So I also know that I could see panic, but it wasn't the same kind of panic I had. Mm-hmm. But not to get off of the topic of you being <laughs> assaulted yeah. um, too quickly, because I want to, like, say a few more things about this, but... I did get away from another group at one point, too. Did they ever... No one ever found these kids. No one ever... I mean, but it was Brazil. Like, honestly, stuff like that happened all the time. Oh, stuff like far more than that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. I mean, if were they your age? Could you tell? Maybe a little bit older. Okay. And so they just make a practice of probably waiting outside that shop. Right. And stealing. Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, being on roller skate, skates, I was. I, it was an opportunity for them. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I saw a young boy, if I'm in a, you know, I guess Brazil isn't really considered a third world country, is it? Yeah, but n- at that time, not very far off. Yeah. So, like, definitely not a third world country, but also not very How far away. How tall would it. you say you were at 11? Because, I mean, you're pretty big. Oh, I was, I was small and scrawny. 
That's when you were small and scrawny. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I had a very late growth spurt. That's when you before you started like eating all your vegetables and everything. <laughs> right. Right. Well, okay. So if I see this young boy roll up on rollerblades and I'm a thug, I probably would be like, yeah, I'm gonna beat this guy's ass because you know yeah. he's a little kid on skates. Mm-hmm. Were you on the skates when you exited the? Oh, storm? I did get a swing in though. I do remember. I grab because I grabbed him while he was swinging on me, and I I knocked him in the face real once, and that's when they left. That's good. Now let yeah. me repeat my question sorry. again. Sorry, I'm so did sorry. Did you? Did you? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know what it was because you cut me off. I forget. Uh-huh. What did I ask you about? I forget. All right, we'll have to move on because it's gone. Um, yeah, I got so I got mugged in New York. Yeah, I had just graduated basic combat training, so I was invincible. I was immortal. Yep. Um, I was feeling good about myself. I was fit. And I had just went to New York like an idiot by myself for one day because I was doing a lot of things by myself. Just like now understand when I say I just graduated basic training, I lived in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I was in Atlanta. So I actually flew up by myself and just did New York for a day. And I was I it was the first time carrying a purse because I've been in a uniform. Mm -hmm. I've had no money on me for 10 weeks, 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. So. Back, you know, back then I, you know, I didn't know all the tricks. Like if you're going to carry a bag, it should be over your, you know, the over the shoulder trick so they can't pull it off of you. It should be in the front. That's why the fanny packs are making a huge comeback now Mm -hmm. because they're so disgustingly look, disgusting looking, but they're making a huge comeback because they're, you know, you got to kill you to take shit out of that. So I'm walking down the road. I mean, I, again, I'm, I had not lost all the weight I wanted to a basic, but I had lost enough weight to be a new person. I had new clothes on. And I just decided I was strapping on the nicest pair of Nikes I had, and I was just walking the town. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting cabs. I wasn't. I don't even know where I stayed. I, mm. To be honest with you, this was one of those vagabond moments where I was just like, I'm going to do whatever because I'm invincible. I just graduated the Army basic training. Huh? Mm-hmm. So I head up to New York. I'm only there for a day or two. I don't even, I can't even remember where I stayed. That's crazy. Um, I'm walking down the street. The purse is over my right shoulder. So understand, I'm right-handed. I have not yet... I've only had defensive training at that point. I've not had boxing training. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit we did in combat. Right. What did they, Hand-to-hand. Yeah. Hand-to-hand. Mm-hmm. We weren't really allowed to punch because we were doing hand-to-hand with each other. Mm-hmm. We were allowed to hit each other with those big fake Q-tips, you know. <laughs> So, and kick, and learn how to use the bayonet right. on the ed- edge of your weapon. So, I'm walking, and I can hear disturbance behind me, but not now, like where it bothers me with the PTSD. Right. And I hear the patter of cement, you know, yeah. feet running on cement. And just as I go to turn over my right shoulder, I feel him. He, look, he's barking because I made the running sound. <laughs> Um, I feel the bag come off my shoulder yep. and the strap travels down my right arm. And as it gets to the edge of my right arm, instinctually, yeah. do not know how, yeah. I grab the strap, pulled the strap around to the front of my body, attached to it was this piece of shit thug, <laughs> pulled him in front of me and just left-handed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right-handed, left-handed, closed my fist the wrong way. I had my thumb inside. Uh-huh. I could have broke my thumb. Popped him right in the nose, right? Then I pull him in closer and pop him two more times. <laughs> so you know, and folks, I wish you could see this because she's she's literally. I'm excited. She's. 
excited. She's doing all the motions. And I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing doing it to the piece of shit that stole the Kia. Oh, yeah, nice. Well, anyway... I pop in three times. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't matter because I want to quote this, guys. He was bigger than me. He was a male. He was older. He was in shape. He was bigger than me. I want to say it again. Mm. It didn't matter because once you're popped in the nose... It does, it's like what Mike Tyson said. Everybody has a plan to get punched in the face. Yep. The nose being the most, if not a second close, run to the mouth. Okay? Right. But the nose hurts. And trust me, I know this because I've been punched in the face many times. Mm-hmm. And I've had my nose broken. I broke his nose. Because oh. I saw yeah. the, the bridge yeah. separate from the skin. So he falls to the ground. Because he's hurt, like, yeah. and he's bleeding. He's gushing. Like, it squirted on me. Like, not to be graphic, but when you punch someone's yeah. nose that hard, the shit's going to squirt on you. Now adults... She's so animated, I know, I'm folks. so animated. Other people come up around to see if I'm okay. Yeah. Like, this old guy with his newspaper and his, like, you know, his hat, his old New York hat, you know. <laughs> they all come up. They're like, are you okay, dear? Are you okay, sweetie? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I'm shaking. Like the adrenaline. Like my hands look like I just had two cups of caffeine. And he falls to the ground. Immediately the NYPD. I mean, they were there within, I swear to God, they were in motion to get to me before he hit the ground. Because there were were people on foot. Yeah. You know, they're walking the beat, as they say. Yeah. Um, And also, you know who else showed up? The mounted police. So I was like so excited about the mounted police um, to see the horses. So he falls to the ground, and this is, the, this is I, I can't make this up. They come up, and they're like, ma'am, are you okay, the police? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. I mean, he just he tried to steal my purse. And I'm like, I actually kind of sounded so sweet because I was like, I sound sweet. I'm like, yeah, like, he, he, he tried to steal my purse. Like, I was in shock. I was expressing, I'm like, he tried to take my purse, officer. <laughs> and he's like, what? He turns to the guy, and he goes, what, what happened to you? <laughs> And he can't talk because mouth is now blood has now filled his mouth cavity. Yeah. And the two people that witnessed it, they're laughing so hard, and they're like, in their New York accents, they're like, "Well, officer, like he uh, he got punched in the face like three times. Like <laughs> she just went pow, 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 real." T- <laughs> and we watched him. He just like you know he fell to the ground, and we don't know. Like that's what we saw. Like this is what we saw. And the cops are like, wait a minute, let me understand this. You punched him in the face three times and you still have your purse. I'm like, yeah, I still have my purse. And and they're like, are you like, are you police? Because I'm an adult. I'm yeah. old when I went to, I'm older when I went to basic. I'm not a kid. And right. I'm like, no, but I did just graduate basic combat training from the United States Army in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And the one cop was a veteran. He's like, huh, you know, and he's like doing the army sounds. And so they start high-fiving me. This dumbass looks up at this happening and he says he wants to press charges on me. (laughs) And this is New York. So, like, I'm going to say what the cop said. He goes, the fuck you are. Are you kidding me? You're lucky. You know, you're lucky you're alive that someone hasn't killed you. So they 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 yanked him up. I mean, yanked him up, spun him around, threw him up against this. um, You know how you could buy the newspapers on the street then. Can't now. Back in the day when I was young. Threw him over the newspaper box, the display. Why can't I think of the word? The kiosk? The stand. The news. No, it was a stand kiosk. Mm. You're talking like... Oh, the, uh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. This is early 2000s. Like this the is 1990s. Yeah. The box that they're in. It was when you put 50 cents yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So newsstand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Threw his body over that, cuffed him. Yep. 
then threw him in the back of a car that was just arriving Mm -hmm. because they had radioed for the car. The car literally had just pulled up, opened the door. The car was still settling (laughs) into the parking spot as the cop opens the door, throws him in the back. And I'm like, am I in trouble? Like, I was seriously scared because now I've just graduated the Army. I'm like, I'm going to get prosecuted by the Army if I get prosecuted by New York. And I go, am I in trouble? Do I need to go station? Like, no, you need a medal. (laughs) <laughs> he goes, you just go about your day. Are you visiting? And I tell him everything. He's like, you got to be more careful. And then he showed me, you know, put it over. you. Keep your purse in your front. Put it over the, you know. Right. But, yeah, that was. And I should have been scared. But, again, I just wasn't. You're so, you feel so immortal when you graduate yeah. basic, mm-hmm. you know. But I was so pissed off. I could not believe. Like, but, I mean, and I punched him. I look back now as I'm telling the story. Like, there was no hesitation. And that was kind of scary at that moment, too, because I had never. I had never been in a school fight. I defended my sisters from being bullied, but I had never hurt somebody. This is the first time I physically harmed somebody in my in self defense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I want to do to the guys or girls that sold the Kia. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and just so we're all clear, because I, you know, I, I've, I've been, I've made some passive aggressive swings at religion and politics. Let's just put this out there: the guy that mugged me was white, so I just want the world to know that. Yeah. <laughs> And most likely the guy, the people that stole our Kia were white too. So, right. yeah, I just want to point that out. But, you know, we're going to be, you're right, we're going to be all right. We'll keep the people posted on, you know, I guess we're not buying another Kia, huh? I don't know. Or a Honda or a Hyundai is what the, the therapist that works for me, What's her husband inter- said, tell Ben and Clyde, don't get another Kia. Yeah, which is unfortunate for Kia. Because I love the good Kia. Cars. I wanted the soul. But that's why they're so the, popular because yeah. they're their great. warranties are amazing. They're great. Yeah. They're great. Not the Soul. What is the other one we've looked at that we really think is adorable? It's an SUV model. There's another. I just, All the new kids oh, are beautiful. I think it's the Sportage, maybe. And there's this matte gray one that's yeah. out. Oh, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, somebody asked me, did, they, did I wish it was the Mustang instead? That's like saying, like, two people in my family died. Pick one. Right. I know that seems like a big leap, and I shouldn't compare my family dying to my car. But, like, it's a dumb thing to ask me. Like, no, I don't want either of my cars. But if I could pick, it would have been better for us financially if the Mustang would have been taken. It's a zero loss. Right. It's paid off. It needs to be renovated. It needs to be painted. But we'll get through it, and we'll get through it because you'll approach it logically. (laughs) I'll approach it emotionally and angrily. Yeah. And resentful. Yep. And then we'll we'll do our thing. Yeah. You'll deal like today we're gonna go to the police station, demand a report. So if you hear that we've been arrested, that's why. Right. Um and we'll go from there. And we'll do it the way the overturf way, which is adapt and overcome. Right. But I mean, these are the stories of our lives. <laughs> this is the things we tell each other. These are the things we tell each other. <laughs> I really don't know if I want to do a grateful thing. I'm just, really? I'm, I'm really struggling with gratitude today. Mm. I mean, should, and you know what people I'll, would say? I'll just, I'll do the grateful. But you know what people would say? When you're struggling with gratitude, that's when you need to be most thankful. Mm-hmm. And those people I want to punch in the face along with the people that stole the Kia. So let me say this. I will say this. I did think of one and this is brief. I am grateful that we are very different people. Mm. Because if we were the same kind of people, we would just be huddled in the fetal position every day crying, or we would be zombies with no feeling and no emotion. Mm-hmm. Pick who you are in the scenario. Right. You would be the zombie. I'm Thank the you. one in the fetal position. Yeah. So we're different. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. What are you grateful for? 
I'm grateful for us. That's and, cheating. Well, no, I'm. Why? Because I just said so, something similar. Yeah, I guess. But you already had yours, didn't you? But I'm going to be more specific. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm grateful for our home that you've built for us, and like it's our solace, it's our fortitude, it's. Like, when we are together in our home. Well, to me, in my mind, like, our home is us together. Mm-hmm. Like, That's I'm, why you've never, it had never had to be a place. Right. I am grateful for that. Even though I'm feeling threatened by this car being stolen, I'm feeling unsafe in our home. Mm-hmm. You're not feeling unsafe in our home? Mm-hmm. Well, our, our, I guess our home is more secure than the car was, apparently. Mm-hmm. And who's going to come to the third floor to rob you? Like, that's a dumbass move. Like, yeah, it would be a really... You've got to get down three flights with the shit you took. Right. And that's if I don't catch you. Because I'm, I'm jumping over the first layer of stairs to land on your ass on yeah. the second layer. Yeah. I'll break a bone to stop you. Yeah. But, you know, some people did have a nice reframe, too. Which, reframe, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's a therapeutic technique. So, like, if I say, my mom is always so judgy. The reframe is, apparently it sounds like your mom really cares about you, but she always has an opinion. Right. A couple people have pointed out yeah. that we're very fortunate that only Loki's car seat was stolen and not Loki. That's really sweet, but uh-huh. just, just so we all know, in no scenario will my son ever be in a vehicle unattended. But it's a, it's a great point because the puppy thief is a, theft is a thing, mm-hmm. which is why we bought a leash with a metal line which mm-hmm. is dangerous but because remember in Harrisburg we heard yep. people would drive up if they were if they could identify that they were purebred which our son is purebred mm-hmm. okay he set us back a little ways financially the payment was large still cheaper than sending a kid to school there was talk in Harrisburg how they'd pull up in a car young people they'd identify it's a purebred they'd run up cut your leash grab your dog please think you're going to live think you're going to walk away because mm-hmm. no you, you're dead before you get back in the car with my dog. But people are right. It, we lost his car seat, Christmas cards, the gifts to my friend, my baby Jackson in Pennsylvania. We lost the postcards to Jackson. I lost a pair of shades I love, a ton of your business cards, a ton of my bit. This is the other thing. These people have our name and address mm-hmm. because our name and address was on every piece of mail, which they know the address, obviously, because they came to the address to steal the car. Right. You know, I did have a thought, like, how sweet would it be if, like, somebody on the team of thieves, because it was more than one person, was like, should we just mail these presents for her? Like, <laughs> we already took the car. Wouldn't it be nice if we just dropped this in the mail? I mean, not priority. Right. Like, we'll do it 20 to se- to 70 days. Yeah. And it'll arrive in 20 to 70 days for 199 Yeah. And I just had this fantasy that if it was me that did it... <laughs> I would have went to the post office because it was a, that's another thing. It was a Disney bag, a reusable bag with Disney characters on it. That yeah. pisses me the, off. I would have just taken a little bag and been like, look, I'm just going to go mail this because we did take their car and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that didn't happen. I have a feeling they opened up the packages and out of it they got an awesome dinosaur game mm-hmm. that I bought Jackson. They got a Christmas ornament and some other tchotchkes I put in Jackson's. Yeah, package, but Jackson, if you're listening, see what you could have had. Yeah, no, Jackson's parents, <laughs> see what Santa should bring him. Yeah, no, it was a cool. He loves, he likes dinosaurs, right? Yeah, and it was that game. It was a take on the game. Remember the game with the little fishing poles, and you hold it over oh, yeah, the game, yeah. and they rotate, and you mm-hmm. have to catch the fish. 
it, the, the pole was the shape of a dinosaur and you had to like catch dinosaur eggs, but it moves faster. So it's for older kids because mm. that one game, he's a little old for that one game. That's just really. Right. Yeah. And then it was that awesome alligator Christmas ornament. But mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, Kia thieves. I hope Santa finds you and beat your ass. Yep. That's my, my Christmas wish for you. Mm-hmm. And I hope you get coal under your tree. But probably you won't because you had a, you're probably going to have a flush Christmas because you sold a whole bunch of car parts from Ikea. Right. So, but hey, um, kind of jokes on them. We needed new tires. <laughs> right? Yeah. We needed four. We were just about to, before our friend comes to visit, yep. you know, my good friend April, big, mm-hmm. big supporter of the podcast. I think she's the only one. Um, she, uh, we were going to get tires, you know, make sure we had a nice vehicle to drive around Sarasota. And we were just about to get four new tires. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? And we probably needed the AC worked on again. Yeah, the AC was the AC was acting funny, which in Florida it's not it's not an option. In PA, you could be like, yeah, right. I'll get the AC fixed for those three months that I need it. No, no. So we were about to have to get that fixed. Oh, also, I hope they I hope they drive it around the rain. <laughs> right because it also the back hatch we're selling it strong now the back hatch please don't listen to this insurance company insurance company please god we hope you don't listen to this podcast because the back hatch was flooding every time it rained yeah. and i had to keep a bucket back there what we mean to say is that it was in it was mint in mint condition. condition it had four new tires oh and by the way uh, also they probably did not refurbish or take the windshield wipers because mm-hmm. that was just basically metal on mint. metal mint. mint yeah it was metal on metal <laughs> it was metal on glass scraping off rain yeah and the rain it just pushed it gently pushed the rain <laughs> into another pile of rain so when i'm driving i'm like yep this is how i'm gonna kill somebody because i can't and i was on you for weeks about i need new windshield yep, wipers I totally need new were. this is the only time your procrastination has helped us <laughs> because i was like we need new tires we need new tires we need roger we need new tires we need new tires yeah but anyway <laughs> I don't understand. Like I'm so pissed off right now, but I do feel better. I feel it. Talking about it on the podcast today was therapeutic. Mm-hmm. But on that note, um, I say we bid the good people adieu. Yep. Um, and I do good people. I do good people. Is that and how you do that? Please put it. I don't care. But please put a tracker on your car. If your car doesn't have a tracker, also another fun fact for all of you out there, don't assume your insurance has a rental policy should your car be stolen or if you're in an accident. Mm -hmm. The two therapists that work for me, they both upgraded their policy 24 hours after this happened to include rental insurance during possible theft. I thought I heard my work phone ringing and I was slightly panicked. No, I was slightly panicked because we're doing this on my lunch break. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to get back to giving therapeutic support to people yeah. in Sarasota and, and uh, supporting my therapist out in the field and trying not to feel so angry about this, you know, this assault. Right. And it could be worse. You know, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my sister, she's so funny. She's like, you could have been carjacked. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for adding. <laughs> thanks for adding my anxiety. Yeah. But she did make me laugh when she said it, because the way she said it, she's like, well, it could have been worse. She could have been carjacked, which is a big deal for a Leone because mm-hmm. we could we catastrophize everything. Mm-hmm. So there is no worse. So when something happens to a Leone, this is the worst possible thing that could happen. So her saying that to me was hilarious because mm-hmm. she and I often will always do the worst case scenario to everything. Right. Which I've been doing all day with the car. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel a little better. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you out there that don't see a therapist, start a podcast. You'll feel better. <laughs> when you talk about your shit, you'll feel better.
<laughs> but we love you good people of yep. America. Adieu. Adieu. We bid you adieu.